Welcome to Camp Grey Public Radio. Camp Grey Public Radio, y'all. Wow. Would you mind introducing yourself? Uh, I would, actually. Could you go first? I would be happy to. I'm David Earlywine. I am the assistant director here at Camp Grey. And, and I'm, I'm Jim Chapman. I'm the camp director here at Camp Grey. Yes. Uh, so welcome to, to CGPR. It's Camp Grey Public Radio, for those of you playing at home. We're excited to have you. This is our first podcast episode, uh, and we are excited to talk with you all over the course of the coming future, hopefully ever. The coming future. The coming future. (laughs) It will come. It will come. Yes. Until it's not anymore. Correct. And then it will be the present and then the past. So, uh, but we're excited to have you. Thanks for um, uh, having us uh, with you, and we're (laughs) looking forward to uh, coming to your homes frequently. And to join some, spend some time with you guys. So, um, but specifically, we should probably talk about what we're going to talk about today and this week and in the next coming weeks, in the coming future. In the coming future. Yes, which is the Advents or the Advent or the Advent season. The Advent season. Yes. Yeah, we're, we're into a new liturgical year, folks. And we're just, really, this podcast is about us getting our New Year's resolutions out of the way a little bit early. Yeah, starting a new podcast, new here, new us. It's a liturgical New Year resolution. <laughs> yes, so I here, like it. So here we are. It's the, it's the new liturgical year. Yes, so we are excited to be joining uh, you all for the new liturgical year. Get our get our feet under us for the holiday season uh, and get rolling. So we should probably start off with our Advent series with the question, what is Advent, Advent Tim? Advent, my friend. It is a, it, it is a time of waiting. It, it's a... Uh, it's my favorite liturgical year. I love Advent. I'm a big fan. Okay. I think I think it gets overlooked. It does. It does. <laughs> it it, it, it kind of gets the short end of the stick in terms of liturgical years. Everybody talks about Lent and you know Easter, and those are wonderful things, obviously. I I really love Advent. Advent's a really cool time. It is a cool time. Uh, yeah, I think as you said, I think people dive right into Christmas, right? Um, Thanksgiving happens, and our and our culture just says, hey, great, now it's Christmas time. In, in, Here are your Christmas deals. Increasingly, Halloween happens, and suddenly it's Christmas time. Yes. You, you walk around Home Depot, they, you know, they, they take down their scary skeleton horse thing that they have for sale for 200-some dollars that you can put in your front yard. I don't know why somebody would want to do that. Sorry if you're that person. If you have that in your yard, that's wonderful. It's Send that, us one at camp if you have one. That'd be great. Yeah. We would find some fun ways to use it. But it, it, suddenly we launch into Christmas and we celebrate it until December 25th. And then as soon as that happens, everyone is so sick of Christmas that they're done. By the time the actual Christmas season happens, everybody's done with Christmas and they, they're, they're ready to move on. They're, they're done. Yes, agreed. So, so let's, uh, let's celebrate Advent. Let's uh, enjoy it. Let's talk a little bit more um, specifically. So Tim said it's a, it's a time of waiting, right? Um, Advent, uh, you kind of do the three P's of Advent, prayer, preparation, and penance, right? Those are kind of the three P's of Advent. Um, so let's, uh, let's talk a little bit more about, about preparation in our, in our time of waiting. Um, uh, so thinking about, uh, our time of preparation, we, we talked about, um, this, the Sunday readings this past Sunday for the first Sunday of Advent, talked about Jesus's, the second coming and how we need to be awake and we need to be ready and not be, um, set in our drunkenness and our drowsiness, right? Um, and we need to be ready for the second coming. Um, but this time is also, uh, Advent is also a time for the first coming of Jesus, right? Um, the time for, to kind of enjoy both of those comings uh, together. 
Um, so it's, it's that time of preparation. Um, yeah, Tim. Right. Uh, Jesus, in a really radical way, comes into our lives in Bethlehem when he came, uh, the, the first coming of Christ, right? Um, and it's a, it's a pretty crazy thing. The God who made the entire universe, everything, there was nothing before he spoke it all into being, decided to send his only son, who is fully God, into this limited world to take on all of our limited you know, nature and take on our suffering. And, you know, he was hungry. There's no reason that God ever had to be hungry, right? Why would you choose that? Why would you choose to be sleepy or to experience pain? Like, God didn't have to do that, but he did in a really radical way in Jesus Christ coming as a little baby in a tiny town in a stable or a cave because there was no room in the inn. Uh, God chose to come in this really humble way, and he's going to come again. And this is a time for us to reflect both on Christ's first coming and that radical way that he comes into our lives in such a humble and beautiful way to meet us where we are, but to also think about keeping ourselves ready for that second coming, because it's going to happen. We don't know when, right? It's going to come like a thief in the night, Scripture tells us. I hope I never have that experience of a thief actually coming in the night. Yes, in my life. Agreed. And, agreed. I, and, and I don't think Jesus coming is going to come like a thief in the night. I think it's. I hope it's going to be a lot more exciting and more joyful. But I think that's also dependent on me living that really good life. And it's a good. Evan's a, it, a great opportunity for us to think about that and how we live our lives and uh, turning our attention that direction. So. Yeah, and I think um, the, the other piece that I would add about preparation, right? Uh, Tim and I. Tim and I joked about this being our New Year's resolution, our new liturgical year resolution, right? Um, but thinking about uh, I think it's it's good time for us to take stock of where we are in our lives and where um, where we're spending our time and where we're um, appreciating the Lord. Right, um, the the Lord asks us to give us give of our first fruits to Him. Right, so we should. Um, so what that means is, does that mean that you need to go spend eight hours a day in the chapel, right, rather than going to work for eight hours? No, that's not what that means necessarily. If that if that is what that God is calling you to, great, go do that. Go be a, a brother or sister somewhere and live a contemplative life and change the world. That's awesome. Um, but likely what that means is that uh, on our weekends, right, we're scheduling, hey, we're not scheduling ah, the Packer games on, on a Sunday at noon, so that means I'm going to go to the Saturday night mass so that I can make sure that I can get to the Packer game, right? Um, right. So we, we want to uh, make sure that we're putting pri- God, giving God priority in our lives. We want to make sure that he's getting the first fruits of our lives, that he's the center um, and that he's not necessarily just th- this afterthought or this additional thing that we're doing on the weekend or in our daily lives of prayer, right? Um, so just think about that. Is, is God the first thing in your life? Is, are you giving him your first fruits? Are you giving him uh, out of your, um, not, not giving out of your surplus, right? If you, if you have a dozen apples and you, you know, are like, great, I can only eat three apples, so here, God, you can have the rest of them. Like, no, like, give God those apples first, and then, you know, not just eat, not just letting him eat your scraps, not just letting him have your leftovers, giving him those first fruits. Um, so at this point, I think we can turn a little bit. So we talked about preparation. Let's go to those other P's of, of the Advent season. So let's maybe talk a little bit more about prayer. Um, Tim, do you have any favorite Advent prayers or things that your family does during Advent that you want to share with the with the podcast. Yeah, so for those of you that don't know, I'm married, I got three three little kiddos, John Paul who's six, uh, Charlie's four, and Ellie's two, and we have twins on the way, so we're going to have a nice, full, loud household. We're very excited. Uh, one of the things that we do with our family during Advent, um, just to help us, again, enter into that time of preparation and to think about the coming of Christ, 
uh, is we do something that's called the Jesse Tree. Uh, l let me explain what that is. So uh, it, it gets its name from uh, Jesse in the Old Testament, uh, who uh, Christ comes in the line of, right? Um, so it, it's, a, it's like 15 generations back from Jesus. There's Jesse, right? Uh, so it's, it's that story leading up to Christ. So every day we, we gather around our tree with our family, uh, and we go over one little portion of the Old Testament that's kind of leading up to Christ. So you start with creation, and you work your way through Adam and Eve, and Abraham, Moses. So it goes through all of these stories. So we're able to share in those stories and talk about them with our kids. Um, the literal run-up to Christ, right? The whole Old Testament is just pointing toward what happens in the New Testament when Christ comes. So we spend our whole Advent kind of working our way through the Old Testament, which is... Um, uh, a, a really nice reminder for me uh, to to turn toward that and to remember that, okay, yeah, these, these Old Testament stories, they're all pointing toward Christ. I think that's easy to forget sometimes. Um, and it's been really fun to see how the kids are, are, really get into it. They, they love it. They, they think it's super fun. There's a special ornament for every day that we hang on our tree. So it's there's always a fight over who gets to hang the ornament and who blows <laughs> out the candle when we're done praying. Uh, which is, there's no easy way to solve that with three kids. No. But. Yeah, you can't just let them, you, you could just relight it every time, I suppose, but maybe I, that's not ideal. Yeah, right, I don't know. <laughs> it's okay if I tell my kids no. Okay. Yes, so, um, yeah, so I think, um, yeah, I think that's, that's an awesome way. Obviously, I think um, setting, setting aside that time as a, as a family, as an individual, as a couple, um, to, to pray and to really delve into our prayer life, um, during the Advent season, again, kind of thinking about those New Year's, uh, new liturgical year resolutions, right? Um, how can you how can you enter more deeply into your prayer life? Um, and so, because the prayer prayer is the essence of our communication with God, right? Like prayer is how we communicate and how we talk to God. That's how we turn our hearts to the Lord. Um, and so we need to um, we need to enjoy that, and we need to spend time with the Lord, right? You can't have a good relationship with someone if you don't spend time with them, um, even if it's you know, phone calls, even if it's your friend that lives far away, you're going to phone call them or text them or Skype them, right? Um, and we don't have texting with the Lord, not yet anyway, uh, but we'll, we're, we're still working on that. Um, but uh, but <laughs> we should, uh, we need to spend time in prayer, right? Um, and so that can be maybe your, your liturgical resolution is to say a rosary every day during Lent or to do the Divine Mercy Chaplet, or maybe it's just to spend that 10 to 30 to an hour, 60 minutes in prayer, um, right, whatever you need to do, turn your, turn your relationship back towards the Lord. Uh, and this leads in nicely to our third P of Advent, which is penance. Penance, everybody's favorite. Everyone's favorite, right? You gotta love penance. Um, yes, and so penance, what, what is penance? We can um, kind of talk about what penance is. So um, let's, let's just start with the fact that, uh, especially during Advent, it's not necessarily, it, does, it, it can be, it's not necessarily... That, that outward penance, like in Lent, right? In Lent, we fast on Fridays. Um, we, we have our Lenten re uh, resolutions, our Lenten penances, that we are denying ourselves of something or adding something to our plate um, that we are, you know, trying to build up our relationship with Christ. It's not necessarily that outward penance, um, but it's, it's more of that true, um, deep interior penance of, of, again, turning our hearts to the Lord uh, and, and wanting Him, letting Him in and, and really letting Him... Uh, into our lives and into our brokenness um, is, I think, a good um, definition of, of what, what penance is, especially during the Advent season uh, in, in the church. Yeah, I, 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 I think you talked about giving God the first fruits a little bit earlier, and I think that the, 
this time of preparation, trying to turn your way toward that. If you're not in a place where you're very good at it, and I'm not always very good at it, I certainly need to, I need to work on it myself. And uh, what helps with that is that time of prayer and that time of penance. When you say, okay, I'm, I'm not going to look at my phone until 9 o'clock in the morning, or you know, I'm going to be nice to my brother or sister, or uh, there can be a- any number of like little tiny penances that you can take on that aren't all that difficult, but every time you, you reach for that thing, it's going to remind you, oh, yeah, I'm not, I'm not supposed to do that, right? Uh, and, and that can just help you kind of re- recenter uh, you know, your, your attention and what you're trying to do, and again, trying to work your way toward giving those first fruits. So, uh, so yeah, that prayer and penance are key, I think, to that preparation. Uh, to have a really awesome advent. Yeah, for sure. And and the kind of the last thing I'll throw onto the penance train here is, uh, while it's not always necessarily that outward penance, um, I think Tim and I would both encourage you and, and urge you to uh, go to confession, um, right? I, that's obviously a good way to uh, the, the sacrament of penance, the sacrament of reconciliation, um, to to reconcile with the Lord, to to turn back to Him and and, um, and really cling to Him. Um, so if you haven't been in in a couple months or a, a couple of years, um, go. If you haven't been in a couple of weeks, go. Um, it it really is a, an incredible feeling, and uh, yeah. If you if you need re- resources, a quick Google search will get you plenty of resources on how to how to properly do confession. Um, always, always, Google. always Google. Google uh, has the answers. Uh, always. Um, so uh, yes, find that find that resources. Go um, even if it's been. 15, 20 years, um, the priest, you can always ask the priest for some help too. Ask him to walk you through it uh, and he'll help you out. Um, so please just go to confession. That's my one like urging to you um, today is just to spend some time, go to confession uh, during this Advent season. So uh, before we wrap our talk on uh, on Advent here, Tim, we should probably talk about Advent wreaths. Wreaths. Uh-huh. Wreaths. Wreaths. That's a really weird word. Yes, that's a terrible word. <laughs> Hard word to say on a podcast, friends. Wreaths. Um, but just a, a quick rundown. You, you'll see Advent wreaths in, in your church. Perhaps you have one at your house. Uh, but we should probably just talk about some of the symbolism behind the Advent wreaths, just so you can maybe appreciate them a little bit more. Um, Tim, do you want to talk a little bit more about that? Yeah, right. So uh, an Advent wreath, there's a, there's a couple of neat things you can take from it, right? It's a circle. It's never ending. Um, right? Like God's love. God is the Alpha and the Omega. He's the beginning and the end. Uh, so you can kind of take that meaning out of it. Uh, there's a, a, a candle for every week of Advent, uh, and actually traditionally they're lit in the sign of the cross. Uh, so you start kind of at the top of the wreath and you come straight across down to the bottom as if you're kind of making the cross with that uh, with that Advent wreath. So you go kind of the top, bottom, left, right, uh, in the way you light it every single week as well, uh, which I think is a beautiful way to, to think about making that slow sign of the cross over the course of, uh, uh, of Advent. Uh, and then, of course, it's, it's an evergreen wreath. Right, it's evergreen. It's ever, it's ever living. Just like, uh, you know, Christ in our lives. He, he's always there for us. Uh, you know, the the immortal God, three in one, ready and uh, willing to give us those graces that that we're ready to accept. So, um, so yeah. Yeah, and then uh, and then also just thinking about the colors. Obviously, there's the there's three. Uh, typically, they're purple. Um, sometimes they'll be blue, uh, or um, yeah, purple or blue. Typically. Uh, there, so there's those, those three um, candles, and then there's usually the one rose-colored candle. It is not pink, friends. It is rose. rose. Um, we will talk more about that. That is for Gaudete Sunday, which uh, is rejoicing. 
Um, so we will uh, we'll talk more about that on, on a future pod. But we uh, uh, yeah. So those those candles all um, the the Gaudete one uh, is is rose, but those all have meanings in the liturgical calendar. Specifically, the purple being um, kind of purple being the kingly, the royal color. Um, so the uh, coming of the Lord of the King, um, and then the pink uh, marks uh, on the third Sunday, which is usually about the halfway point of Advent. So kind of that rejoicing of our time of preparation is is getting there. We're it's it's about to happen. You know, we're we're coming down the home stretch. So um, so those those are the colors a little bit as well. So um, at this point, I think we've covered a lot of our Advent topics that we wanted to cover. Uh, so we'll talk. We'll dive a little bit more into these uh, throughout the Advent season, um, but also just a kind of a plug, a reminder that Saturday, this Saturday, December eighth, is a holy day of obligation. What is that holy day of obligation, Tim? It's it's the feast of the Immaculate Conception. Um, so we, uh, as our country, the the patroness of the United States, is um, Our Lady of the Immaculate Conception. So. Um, the, the Immaculate Conception, not the Immaculate Reception. Steelers, Steelers fans. fans. <gasps> oh, no, 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 no. No Franco Harrison here. <laughs> nope, nope. Uh, the Immaculate Conception. And so this is actually talking about Mary's conception, and, and I think that's often, oftentimes overlooked, uh, that Mary was conceived immaculately, without the stain of sin, without the stain of original sin. Um, you know, God chose her... Uh, to be that special bearer for Christ so that he could have that clean tabernacle, as it were, the living tabernacle of Mary, uh, for, for him to come. Um, and so we, it, we celebrate that on, on, on Saturday through this, um, you know, um, Holy Day of Obligation, which, which is a, a beautiful one to have in Advent, to, again, think about that preparation that God made for Christ's coming, to, to think about the fact that he chose Mary to prepare for the way of Christ, right? Um, so it's a, it's a really cool holy day. Obviously. Yeah, yeah, and so uh, I just want to, uh, so Pope Pius the Ninth in 1854, a little background, a little history here. Pope Pius IX, 1854, he was the one that kind of first, um, uh, he, he, he kind of put out this uh, doctrine a little bit more. Um, uh, this is a line from him in 1854. Um, so I'll just read it and we can dive into a little bit more. Um, So it says, The Blessed Virgin Mary was, from the first moment of her conception, by a singular grace and privilege of Almighty God, and by virtue of the merits of Jesus Christ, Savior of the human race, preserved immune from all stain of original sin. Pope Pius IX. Um, Right, so there's a lot, Tim kind of kind of gave you that recap before then, but that's that's where some of this teaching comes from. It's also in the Catechism, um, as well as Scripture, right? Um, The angel says hail full of grace, right? So we know um, that, that Mary had that, had that grace of God within her, um, right? So, um, so it, it's a really great uh, holy day, yeah, as Tim mentioned, and, and certainly a, a good day to um, appreciate uh, the mother of our Lord um, and, and have, uh, have some time to reflect on her goodness. So, yeah. Um, yeah, Mary. So go to Mass um, to as a, as a wise chaplain of Camp Gray, Father Jared reminded us this weekend, uh, you can't do a twofer, uh, so you need to go once this weekend for the Holy Day, uh, which will likely either be a Friday vigil and or a Saturday Mass, uh, uh, and then you need to go again for your Sunday obligation. So you can't, no, none of this twofer, no double dipping, right? Um, 
you need to go to Mass twice this weekend. So, um, so I know it's a lot to ask, but go twice. Spend some time at the church. Um, you know, go in the morning. Go have a fun afternoon. Have some lunch with your family. Go back that evening. Whatever you need to do. Um, spend some time at Mass this weekend. Go Boom. twice. Boom. Um, well, Tim, this has been fun. It's been, been a time. It's been a time. Uh, but Tim, at this point, uh, we, we are going to come to the point in our show that we are going to have leading up until the wonderful birth of Christ uh-huh, uh-huh. on the 25th, which it's time for the Camp Grey Christmas Corner. Ooh, the Christmas Corner. Yeah. Yeah. The Christmas Corner. So you guys can imagine that there's lots of bells and whistles and, you know, Christmas carols happening in the background right now. Uh, if you if you don't have that currently playing on your podcast, you can imagine that. <laughs> so at this point, uh, what we're going to do in the Camp Grey Christmas Corner, it's just a little time for us to talk about our Christmas traditions, our Christmas holiday specials, right? Everybody's got their holiday specials, whether it's retail or whether it's the 25 Days of Christmas on, uh, on ABC Family, you know, and all those Christmas movies that are showing. But anyway, uh, so Tim, I'm just going to run through a couple questions for you, ask you some of your favorites of Christmas. And then we'll uh, we'll go from there. So we'll see if the if the audience has anything to say back to us on that. So, um, so Tim, uh, let's start off first. What's your favorite Christmas movie? Ooh, Christmas movie. That's a that's a good question. Um, oh, I think I probably have to go with a classic, just a, a Christmas story. Uh, you know, you'll shoot your eye out. Yeah. There you go. I, I love like it. it. I it's like great. It. For Gile, it must be Italian. I mean, it's just, it's, it's such a good quotable movie. It's a, it's a great one that just reminds me of the season and sitting around with the family. So, uh, that one's my favorite. I like it. Yeah. Uh, what's your favorite Christmas carol or song? Ooh. Uh, you know, I, I'm just, I'm going to go pretty generic with this one. I just like Jingle Bells. Jingle Bells? I'm a fan. I think we should probably insert some... Some jingle bells into the we, background music we, here. We probably should. We and probably in, should. In, in, in editing this, you, you might you might get some of that. But but yeah, I'm, I'm just gonna go with jingle bells. I'm gonna go classic. I like it. You know, uh, Tim, do you have a, a favorite holiday or Christmas tradition? Ooh, th- th- this one, uh, this one was always a favorite growing up. So we would always do Christmas at our house, and my my grandma would come in from Milwaukee. Uh, and we would do this thing after dinner where my, my mom would get all fancy for Christmas dinner. We'd have the napkins and a fine child. We'd even have those little napkin rings. You ever seen those? Yeah. You stick your cloth napkin through it and it holds it together. The most useless thing you could ever have in your house. But we found a good use for it. And so this was after, uh, after the meal was done, after we had our you know typical meal and, and dessert, we would take those little rings and we would throw them and try to land them on top of our salt and pepper shaker. That was in the middle of the table, nearly breaking them in the process every single year, but it was always one of our favorite things to do. Did anyone ever do it? Were these rings actually large enough to fit over the pepper shakers? Yes, it was difficult. Okay. It was difficult. You had to do it gently, but get enough arc on it in order to get it over the top. So it was it, it was difficult, but every year you get, you get a couple, you know? Right. You also didn't practice very often. You know, once a year is not a very good way to get good at anything. No, you, you are correct. Uh, and then... Uh, my last question for you, Tim, uh, is what does your family have for their Christmas meal? Do you have a Christmas ham, a Christmas something? You know, we do we do short ribs Ooh. because short ribs are just delicious. Uh, for those of those people at home who don't know what short ribs are, other than small ribs, how would you describe short ribs? <laughs> uh, so it's a uh, it, it, 
it's a chunk of meat that we, what we like to do with uh, is we sear it on all sides with some nice spices on it. Usually dry rub it for a couple days before that. Oh, it's wonderful. You give it a nice sear and then it slow cooks in the oven and it just falls apart. And it's just, it's, it's kind of like a pot roast. Just a fancier pot roast, really, is what you're getting out mm. of it. Fancy pot roast. <laughs> Fancy pot roast. Fancy pot roast. <laughs> oh, it's so good. So good. Uh, uh-huh. I'm, I'm excited. See, I'm just getting excited <laughs> for Christmas talking about this stuff. Christmas story, jingle bells, throwing napkin rings, eating short ribs. This is great. So, uh, well, thanks for playing the, the Camp Grade Christmas Corner here, Tim. Uh, at this time, uh, that's all we have for you. So if you guys, uh, hopefully you guys in, enjoyed uh, the first CGPR podcast. Uh, we're excited to bring you more in the future. Um, feel free to leave us a note, leave us a comment on what you enjoyed, uh, topics you'd like to hear us talk about in the future. Maybe you have Christmas corner questions. Maybe you have thoughts on uh, what you do during Advent. Uh, maybe you have thoughts on ways to um, uh, prepare during Advent, right? Um, all those things. Also, things you'd like to hear us talk about in the future, um, whether it's Tim and myself or myself and someone else in the office or Tim, or Tim and someone else in the office. You'll get some fun Camp Great folks in here, uh, and we'll have lots of stuff for you. Um, so we're going to have a few different series coming out, um, so we'll, we'll keep you posted. But be excited. We're excited to, uh, to continue to put these out there, and uh, we're excited to have you guys along for the ride. And uh, we hope that you have a wonderful Advent. Uh, and as they say at Camp Gray, bye for now. Bye for now.